Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. In today's episode, we are doing another USMLE Coaches Corner episode. This is something we previously recorded from our YouTube channel, and I wanted to share with you here today. We will be talking about one of the common problems that our one-on-one coaching students are experiencing, sharing with you what's going on and how to fix it so that you can move forward with your own USMLE preparation without any worries. And if you want to work with us one-on-one or you want to learn more about how we can help you prep for your USMLE exams, don't forget to visit our website, usmleguys.com. All right, let's dive in with today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. In today's video, I want to talk to you about how to become super disciplined during your USMLE preparation phase, as well as throughout med school. Discipline is going to be something that you can always tap into and rely on to help you achieve your goals. And it's extremely important that if you want to get through and do well, you master the art of discipline. So I have eight steps here. I've written them down. I want to make sure I do not forget anything. And if you follow this, this is the stuff that I use myself and I think I'm a pretty disciplined person. So I want to share that with you today. Now I have eight steps here. Now these aren't necessarily, discipline isn't something you necessarily need to follow step by step. Um, You know, like when we're prepping for exams, how do we do questions or how do we fix a weakness? Those are sequential. These are just eight things that I jotted down that I think you need to implement in order to become as disciplined as possible. I do have though one that is first and foremost, the most important, and that is you have to want it really badly for yourself. So oftentimes, and I've come across this countless times throughout my 12 plus year, my 11, 12 ish years of working with med students. Some students are in it because their parents want them to be in it, or they're doing it for um, the clout of being a physician versus really wanting to just do that for the rest of their lives. And that's not a good reason, especially to do something really, really challenging and hard, like becoming a doctor or anything challenging in life. You have to really want it for you. If you don't want it for you, but you're doing it for someone else, then it's going to be hard to say super disciplined throughout the entire journey because it's long and it's hard and you really got to want it for you. So first and foremost, if you don't want it for you, Maybe reassess what you're doing in the first place and maybe you just don't want to be a doctor and that's okay. Um, But keep in mind that to become the best that you could possibly become, you got to want it for you, not for anyone else. The second thing that you can do to become super disciplined is embrace a routine that has clear goals and a clear plan. So a routine, a lot of you hate routines. You sort of just want to go with the flow. Trust me. When it comes to med school, having a routine is going to allow you to get everything done that you need to get done and with as little resistance as possible. You don't want to start every day having a bunch of stuff to do, but then having to think, okay, what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? Set a schedule. Do the same thing almost every day if you can. So work around your class schedule, your clinicals. Do the same thing. If you like working out in the morning, get up, exercise, then eat breakfast, then get into your studies or then go to class, whatever it may be. Embrace a routine. You might not like it, but you will grow to like it and love it once you start to see the results. The third thing you need to do is know your weaknesses and 
create an environment that eliminates those weaknesses. So for example, if you absolutely love Instagram and as soon as you start looking at Instagram, you're there for 20, 30 minutes, you have to get rid of it for now. If you are someone who, let's say just as a general example, you're trying to lose weight, get rid of junk food, throw it out, right? You don't want to have the things around you that are distractors. And if you know that you are weak when it comes to Instagram or you are obsessed with YouTube, get rid of these things or at least create the environment when you're trying to study so that you can avoid having that get in the way. Um, the best thing I, I can recommend is, you know, there are apps that you can put on your phone and on your browsers that will set a limit to how frequently you can access things like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. So if you've spent 30 minutes a day on it, it won't allow you to get back onto it for a certain amount of time. If you're super, super paranoid that you can't control yourself, consider any of these apps. They will be a lifesaver. But hopefully you've you're not at that point where it's that bad yet. So my recommendation is get out of the house, go to the library, go to a coffee shop, go somewhere where the big distractors that will get in your way aren't going to be a factor. The fourth thing, and this is super important, protect your time. This is more so protect your time from other people. Obviously, protecting your time from YouTube or Instagram or any other distractors is important, but I'm talking specifically protect your time from other people. Um, you know, a lot of people will try to study and then someone calls them and they'll spend 20 minutes on the phone or someone will start texting them and they'll text back and forth. Protect your time. If you set six hours a day to study and an hour of that is taken up by people calling you, texting you, whatever it may be, then they're robbing you of time. And if you let this happen every day, over the course of months, years, you're going to allow people to rob so much of your time. Um, this is one thing I've had to work on in my own life and any person or thing that has robbed me of time over the last you know, several years, I've eliminated. And it's hard at first, but um, it, it's something that once you start doing it, you start to realize, oh, wow, I'm saving myself a lot more time. You can get more done in less time. Um, the way to protect your time from distractions is number one, just make everything uh, do not disturb your phone, your computer. And then if you've got family or uh, a spouse who wants to get in touch with you, let them know, hey, I'm going into my uh, study time. Unless it's an absolute emergency, please you know, don't reach out because I probably won't respond. But I will reach out to you when I'm on a break. Or if you have something you need to talk about, text me. Let me know you want to talk and I'll get to you on a break or when I'm done. You know, Set boundaries with people so that you don't end up um, submitting to when it's convenient for them, they submit to when it's convenient for you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean you have to protect your time because you got a lot to get through, okay? Number five is you want to have a really strong reason why. Now, this is sort of related to number one where, you know, you really have to want it. But assuming you don't want it or you're not doing it for someone else, having a strong why is the reason to get up in the morning. Why do you get up in the morning? Well, you want to accomplish things. Otherwise, why would you bother? When it comes to, let's say, getting a 250 on your step one or once it goes past fail, that will be irrelevant. Let's say 250 on your CK. Why do you want that? Because you want to be a dermatologist. Well, why do you want to be a dermatologist? Well, because it's a field that fascinates you. Well, why does it fascinate you? Well, uh, you know, someone who was really close to me when I was younger had skin cancer and they died. And I don't want that to happen to anyone else. Or someone when I was young had skin cancer 
a dermatologist saved their life and they're still with me today. You want to have a really strong reason why you're doing it. And it has to be stronger than anything else, any distractors that would just distract you from digging in and getting the work done. So, you know, this is something I use all the time. Why are you why are you studying so hard? Why are you why do you have these these goals and why do you have this clear plan for the day? And when you are feeling like, yeah, you kind of want to just slack off a little bit, always go back to your why. I'm doing this because of this person or I'm doing this because I want to achieve that. And then if if the reason why you're doing it is so compelling, it should be a no-brainer for you to just get back to it. When I'm sitting in the office for 10 hours a day filming, I do not enjoy it a lot of the time. However, when I get into those funks where I just don't want to do it, I think about my why. And then guess what? It's actually really easy for me to get back into it with energy because I think of the bigger picture. What's the long-term goal that I have? I have a long-term goal. Um, and, and so I'm working towards that. And when I think about it and what it'll feel like, so whatever it is that your why is, what will it feel like when you have it? That should feel so good that digging into the the, the granular, monotonous work shouldn't be that big of a deal, okay? And if you don't have a reason why that's strong enough, find one. Maybe it's just your family, making them proud, whatever it is. Find something that will compel you to keep moving forward. Um, number six, you absolutely positively have to take care of both your physical and your mental health. This means avoiding exhaustion, avoiding burnout. At the end of the day, when you've accomplished what you've got set out for the day, call it a day. It's okay. If you watch one movie a day, every day, while you're preparing for your exams, that's okay. Guess why? If you get your work done and that's how you relax and, and refresh and recharge your batteries, that's okay. Just don't watch a movie in the middle of the day when you should be studying. Get your work done and then refresh. Make sure you take care of your health. Uh, eat right, exercise, drink plenty of fluids. Do the things every day that will keep you physically fit and mentally fit. If those things are not in place, it's going to be really hard for you to put 100% into your work. If you feel like crap because you don't eat well and you don't exercise and you're putting on some weight, it's going to be hard for you to put 100% uh, into your studies. If you are uh, super anxious or you're fatigued because you're not sleeping well, that's going to have a major impact as well. You have to take care of your physical and mental well-being. It is non-negotiable. If, if your health isn't there, everything else suffers. Number seven, find an accountability partner or just get accountable. I think it's really good to have someone that you study in parallel with, not necessarily someone you check in with every hour and do drills and do this and that, but just someone who you know, you're accountable to so that you have someone to answer to. So for example, at the end of the day, maybe you get together with someone for 30 minutes and you drill on a specific topic. Well, if you didn't go through the topic for the day, you're going to be really embarrassed. And so you want to get accountable. Um, now, this is one of those things where the more disciplined you become, the less you need accountability people in your life. For example, I feel like I've gotten to a point with discipline where uh, no one questions me as far as will I do my work, um, nor do I question myself. You know, if I decide I'm getting up at 4 a.m. tomorrow because I want to um, get into the office early and film a little bit extra, I know I'm going to do it. No one really needs to hold me accountable because I just do it because I've developed discipline. You can get to that point, but if you're not there, get a study partner, uh, have a spouse or someone who will just say, hey, did you do what you had to do today? And if not, what's the punishment? Maybe you are someone who is obsessed with a TV show. And at the end of the day, your reward is an episode of the show. 
have someone who can say, hey, you told me if you don't do this, you're not going to watch a show. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're an adult. You will decide what you do. But, you know, if someone can call you out on your um, lack of discipline or slacking off, that can hopefully hold your feet to the fire. Make sure you get the job done. The last thing here is don't let setbacks kill your momentum. Nobody is perfect. There will be times when you just don't do everything perfectly and that's okay, but you can't let that ruin your momentum. So if your goal was to get through, let's say, uh, four blocks of questions today and you only got through three, that's still three. If, if, if you don't have four in you, that's okay, but don't get so hung up on that, that you just take tomorrow off and, and, you know, wallow in your own self-pity because you didn't get exactly everything done. Don't worry about it. As long as you're trying, move forward and keep going. You don't want to kill momentum. That snowball effect is so powerful. If you build momentum to the point where it's almost unstoppable, then you'll become unstoppable. And you can't let small things slow you down. For example, if a snowball is rolling down the hill, is a little pebble going to slow it down? No. But when it gets started, is a little pebble possibly going to get in its way? Sure. But you don't want to let that stop it. So you keep pushing forward. Eventually, you'll build that momentum. Just don't let setbacks, no matter how big or small, kill your momentum. Keep pushing forward. It, it's hard. When you feel like you've let yourself down or other people, it's hard to keep going. Or when the results aren't coming fast enough, it's hard to keep going. But trust me, if you just always put one foot in front of the other, keep moving forward, then it's going to become a habit. And no matter what comes your way, at least you're always moving forward. Even just a couple steps a day will make a huge difference over the long run. That's it, guys. That is the eight things that I believe if you implement, you'll become super, super disciplined. You can channel that into your life, into your health, into your USMLE exams, which hopefully that's what you're watching this for, uh, or your med school classes, or your clinicals, whatever. Just develop discipline. Use these eight tips. Nothing can stop you. Thank you all for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want to learn more about how you can work with us, either one-on-one, -on -one, get access to our drill sessions, or our Step 1 or Step 2 CK coaching programs, don't forget to visit us at usmleguys.com. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode.